0: Hey there, you are listening to Pushing It, where we normalize the shit out of pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. I'm Elise McAllister. And I'm Jen Laird. Hi, Jen.
1: Hi, Elise. How's it going over there? Ugh. I know you got to be in your bonnet again. I have a bee
0: in my bonnet. <laughs> oh, Jen. Somebody said it again. Uh-oh. What'd they say? They said, brace yourself. <laughs> Get ready for this. They said, nobody ever told me th- about this. And it was a postpartum thing. Has anyone ever said that to you? Only five times this week. Five times this week. You guys, if we had a nickel for every time somebody said that. It would pay for our podcast. (laughs) Or at least our latte habit. Yeah. Mm. Which might be comparable to the <laughs>
1: podcast. <laughs> no, I'm I'm a homebrew kind of girl. Uh,
0: yeah. as you sip your Starbucks. That
1: is true. Today, today <laughs> it was a two cup kind of day because. Not to, like, complain because I am not postpartum, nor am I pregnant, but I got this terrible thing going on in my neck. Woke up at 5 a.m. like, oh, I need ibuprofen. I need ibuprofen. But then I'll get a ache because then I'll have to eat something. So it was a little bit of a you give a pig a pancake sort of situation.
0: If you give a pig a pancake. Well, I don't have a thing in my neck, but I will tell you, this is my fourth cup of coffee. So there's that. Fourth. Well, Elise, you're a little bouncy. Yikes. No. Okay. And I just threw some uh, chocolate-covered espresso beans into my mouth.
1: What? Where did you get... Are there some... There's some in the office, Jack? Oh, Dad. my God. Oh,
0: I should have told you about those. You should
1: not have told me.
0: So... This might need to be slowed down and listened to on half speed today. Apparently, yes. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. We hear this all the time. People are saying, oh my goodness, nobody ever told me that this would happen postpartum. And we hate that because you should know about these things before you have a baby so you can be prepared for them. So today's topic is WTF Just Happened to My Body, the postpartum episode.
1: Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's you this
0: week saying dun, dun, dun. Yes. There are so many things. It was really, really hard to limit it to this list. All right. So number one on our list of things you should know before you have a baby about your postpartum body.
1: So yes. here's the deal. Wait. Okay. First, I'm raising my hand.
0: <laughs> yes. Jen Laird. I see you in the back.
1: Yes. Um. Can you define for me postpartum? Because some people might not know what the heck we're talking about. Oh! Fancy, fancy Well, that's exactly where
0: I was going. I was having a little pause for that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm so glad that you said that. So postpartum is that time after you have a baby. And for this episode, we're going to talk specifically about your postpartum body. Because everybody talks about the baby. You know, they're like, oh, you're going to have a baby. And then the baby comes and they're like oh, your baby, and they kind of forget about the body that grew the baby and then birthed the baby Mm -hmm. and, for some, feeds the baby with their Mm -hmm. body. Well, all of them, all of you will be feeding your baby, but some of you will be feeding the baby with your body. But all bodies have to heal from this birth, and that is a lot of work. Um, Even the folks that didn't actually give birth to the baby need to heal to some degree, from birth because it's exhausting
1: so it's a time of both healing transition and adaptation high five across the room jen oh you like that i do so she just talked about healing and we're going to talk lots about more about that but then we're going to talk about um transition so your body is transitioning from having held a baby in it and using a big old muscle called a uterine muscle to push that baby out or for that baby to have been um, removed surgically. Either one, your uterus still worked, that uterine muscle still worked in that. Yes. And now your uterus has to go from being big enough to hold a baby to a smaller pre-pregnancy sort of size. So it's transitioning. And um, your body's been used to having all these hormones that you've had for nine months, which allows it to grow a baby. So there's that transition as well. Um, And there's the other transition, which um, we often fail to talk about, which is one of I was doing X with my time. So that transition from going from potentially having a job to now having a different role at home, which is one of um, learning um, a new role, which is caring for a baby. So that transition from um, the way you spend your time, your energy, the way you feel fulfilled, um, your social life, and you're needing to now adapt to um, this new new time in your life. So lot, a lot of changes um, happening. So there's all that. There's kind of this three-pronged that we're talking about. And then we want to get into kind of some of this list idea. Um, one thing that somebody said to me this week was, Jen, why is it that none of my friends who um, have babies before actually told me about, and then she started listing some of the things.
0: <sighs>
1: and she was actually just asking me a question, like, what, like, seriously, why didn't these people tell me? And I said, well, I think it might be um, two things. First of all, it might be because um, they just don't remember. Like, yeah. okay, that, that happened, but I dealt with it, and there was a lot going on at the time, so I moved on right yeah. um, and so they kind of forget in the scheme of things those those things that are a big deal when you've never experienced it before and then they remember when right that person their
0: friend has that experience yeah. they're like oh right i remember oh, yeah, that i totally
1: remember that um, and then secondly i said it could also be that nobody wants to scare you with all <laughs> so we are happy to do that today <laughs> with all these things that go on in your body um, and she was also adding in um, which isn't on our list but I think it's important is that depending on the type of care you have um, meaning Uh, midwives or OBs or which part of the country or other country you live in that um, you are used to seeing your provider really regularly right they're listening to baby they're taking your blood pressure they're doing all those things and if you have a hospital birth in general in America and it's a vaginal birth you are released from the hospital usually around day two and then you don't see a provider for yourself until six weeks postpartum so wild and this client in particular was saying i this is so crazy because there was so much monitoring of me Mm -hmm. um, particularly for some blood pressure stuff and now honestly i don't see anybody for six weeks what and i'm seeing all these changes happening in my body like if i didn't have a doula to ask about this how would i even know um so That's what our hope is today, is that we can kind of um, prepare you for some of these um, things to expect along the way. Perfect. So, number
0: one, stitches are itchy. Oh,
1: stitches are itchy. (sighs) And they're not. (laughs) I feel like being a little smartass. How would you know, Elise? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, raise your hand if you've had stitches. Oh, wait. I'm the only one raising my hand. <laughs> oh. Have you ever had stitches in any part of your body, Elise? No. <gasps> Elise, sit on your hand. Sit on the floor right now. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I have
0: given stitches and been part of lots of stitches.
1: <laughs> I have right. even
0: stitched up a roast beef. <laughs>
1: Ew. oh yeah practice okay.
0: for midwifery school yeah, and a yeah, block yeah. of foam
1: yeah um, <laughs> <that> <laughs> all right count. maybe that qualifies you just a tad bit but anyway <laughs> so but
0: here's the thing too is a lot of people chalk it up to just the stitches are itchy but even if you don't get stitchy yeah stitchy stitches everybody gets um you know some Road rash, Ooh. or um, skid marks, or there's lots of different words for abrasions. Abrasions, lots of little splits. Okay, it's sort
1: of like oh. when you skin your knee okay, as your baby. Okay, my vagina hurts. You just talking about that? <laughs> I know, it's right? Loaded. I feel like I don't want to pee for like six hours now. I know.
0: It feels like it's gonna burn.
1: Okay, it's not that bad. Okay, let's. It can no. be, but it's no, not that bad. it's not.
0: It's not that bad. But here's the thing. When a baby comes out of your body, they give some little abrasions on the inside of your tissues. Sure. Even if you don't have an actual tear that needs to have stitches. And when you pee, you don't realize how much of that pee actually touches your vagina until you have those little splits. And then you're like, whoa, it burns. And then as they heal too – Yes, postpartum. But as they heal, healing is itchy. When I get a little cut on my body, on my hand, it's itchy as it heals. So true. And when that happens inside your vagina, it feels the same.
1: Yeah, I'm sure there's some, like biology involved here but we're just gonna keep it experiential yeah I, imagine um as a kid or if you're like me as an adult have um <laughs> done some like whoops I fell over and I uh <laughs> did you just fall over like two days ago like whoops of daisies oh would you like to see my bruise Elise? would you oh, like to give me some that's terrible oh here's the other one yep I fell over working out it was it was not fun I had to work through also my like uh like when I worked out the next day, I was like, it's okay. You're not going to fall over, Jen. You can do this. Jen <laughs> looks like she got in a bar fight I know, for it's bad. those of you who can't see her. <laughs> I feel like Except we should it's put pictures of you on Instagram, but
0: that's not okay. <laughs> anyway. Jen looks like she was in a bar fight.
1: It's on my elbow, folks. Not, you know, on my forehead. Um, she <laughs> she or my vagina. Either oh. one. <laughs> you definitely okay would there. have put
0: pictures of Jen's no, no. vagina no, no. on Instagram. Nobody needs to Instagram. see that.
1: <laughs> anyway, okay, let's get back on topic here. Um, was I gonna say something about uh, folks who fall so, over oh, yeah. as kids or yes, adults? Yes, me falling over and getting that um, that abrasion. Uh, scratch. What do you call that? When you scrape, scrape, scrape your knee. And then you know how you start to flex your knee a little bit and yeah, then it splits, a little. it splits a little bit. And so that healing can take a little bit of time, which brings us to the idea of not moving around and sitting with your legs together
0: or laying.
1: Or laying. Even better because yes. you're not fighting gravity. Exactly. So we got that. Secondly, as you start moving around a little bit, that skin is. A bit dry, right? It goes through the season of having um, maybe even some... Should we call that pus? I think of pus more is... is Well, we have a very fancy name for it. What is it? Well, Wait, wait, are you... Are I'm talking, talking about, about my knee. knee. Oh, never mind. You go through the <laughs> stage of like um It is kind of pussy. It's kind of pussy, but it's not like the infected pussy. It's like clear <laughs> lubricant for healing, right? You go through that and then you move through that phase and then it gets kind of dry and it's like, "Ooh, that's a little itchy." So, less so
0: in your vagina.
1: Less itchy. Well, no, no, no. Less dry. Right. Yes, exactly. Less dry. But um, yeah, so some of that itchiness um, within reason, okay? If you have really, let's get graphic here. If you have a really foul smelling, you're you're smelling foul. Like really foul. Because some people are like, ooh,
0: mm, that's not a good smell. No, and we're... it's just a little stinky, that's okay. No, no. But, like, foul, really foul. Like, you would know. Like, we're talking the difference. Yeah. Gosh, now I feel like we're going there, Jen. Ooh. Like, we're talking the difference between sometimes when I smell raw meat and I kind of psych myself out and I'm like, nope, it's bad because I don't like the smell of raw meat, yeah. versus, like, you unwrap that meat that's gone bad, oh. and you're like, whoa, whoa,
1: that's bad. Straight to the trash That's the, the can. difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I
0: always think about our poor editor who hasn't had children oh, and his bless
1: experience him. bless him <laughs> um so he's
0: probably gonna never have children after oh, yes he
1: will he's after he's listening to more, this podcast more well informed about all the things <laughs> um so what we're talking Shout about to the editor. with the um smell there is that we we need you to talk to your provider about possible signs of infection there but in general when you think of tissue in your body in other places healing there can be some itchiness associated with it so expect that there's possibly going to be some itchiness uh, if you've had um, a repair some stitches um some sutures is another word that's used um that about I'm, I'm gonna go with like about a week to 10 days postpartum is when that tends to get a little itchy the other mm-hmm. thing i have to tell folks is that we are not used to wearing a pad 24 7 oh no it's the worst without um airflow in that area right and so you can imagine a lack of airflow can also be a little bit of like it's wet there's not a lot of airflow that can cause a little um I was gonna say uh, offness and like ooh a little itchy there Who huh. it's like moist and I hate that word moist and, and dry. dry and itchy all at the same time all at the same time so what do we do for this Elise well why do I keep raising my hand <laughs> I have an answer I'm going to call on Jen yes Laird in the back <laughs> um my answer to this <laughs> is getting in the bathtub ah multiple times of the day so either sitz bath and you can get one of those on Amazon I'm not a big sitz bath buyer no. person. I'm like nah. I do like sitz bath
0: herbs in the tub though. Yes. That's great. What Go I'm for. thinking
1: is just fill the tub enough to like get your vagina wet. Or take
0: a big old tub. I like to one. just soak in the big old tub because either
1: was great. But I'm just telling people that they should do it like three, four, five times a day. So if you don't want to use that water, that's totally cool. You just need to get enough to cover the vagina. <laughs> and then you jump in there and you don't have to sit in there for an hour. This does not have to be the like, ah oh, soaking, you know, bath. Right. But this can be more the like, I just uh, peed and I'm changing my pad and I'm feeling itchy and uncomfortable here. I'm going to jump in that bathtub real quick. I'm going to sit there. Another common question we get is Should I use soap in that area? How do I keep it clean? Um, You know, it it would need to be a super gentle soap, but it's not Mm. really necessary. It's a self cleaning thing. That's why you're. Get some water in there.
0: I like that I finished that up with Thing. Um, very, very professional sounding. Yes. Um, but it's self cleaning, and that's why everything's coming out. Yeah. Speaking of, that brings us to number two. And then sometimes it feels like your vagina is falling out. Ooh. Yeah, it is not. It's not. Indeed, falling out. But sometimes it feels like things might fall out of it, like parts of your body.
1: Yeah. Heaviness.
0: Um, especially if you decide to go to like Target. After and you have a baby and you're on your way home from the hospital or the pediatrician's appointment, and there's always the baby section in the back of Target. I think they do that to see if they can lose parts of bodies in the sec,
1: like on the way back, or Target would make more money if they put the baby stuff in the front. Right, I agree. Yep. I mean, they got the kid clothes up front. Why not stick the baby stuff I up know. front?
0: I don't understand. They should keep the kids in the back where it's quieter. Right. Right, But then I wouldn't walk by all their cute little kid stuff and always have to pick up a $5 shirt. Yeah. Right? Ugh. Drives me crazy. Anyway. Baby stuff, though. So you're on your way to the baby section and then on your, you know, or you're on your way back, rather, to purchase those new swaddle blankets or whatever. And all of a sudden there's a very heaviness in your vagina and it feels like, oh, shit, am I going (laughs) to (laughs) lose? Was that Am I going to lose like I don't know some organ out of my vagina? It feels extremely heavy. No,
1: you're not. It's just well, that I mean we can't say for certain but most It's likely, true. You probably
0: aren't. Probably not. But your uterus isn't likely to fall out or your Oof. kidneys or anything like that.
1: <laughs> your tonsils. Uh,
0: tonsils? Oh, no. <laughs> Lungs aren't just dropping out through your vagina. It might be like. You a-
1: very uneducated right <laughs> now.
0: Well, I just remember that feeling of being like, yeah. could it turn out that I just like hollow out and like everything <laughs> just falls through? It's not. It's just that your pelvic floor is not very strong. <laughs> I can't look at you while you're laughing and not I'm laugh. So funny. Okay, but you just need to strengthen your pelvic floor, which is again another reminder of why you need to be resting
1: horizontally, instead of, Jen, put your <laughs> hand down okay. instead of walking around. Target. You just said you need to strengthen your pelvic floor. When wait, might... I just said your pelvic floor needs
0: to. You need it's not strengthened okay it's, thank you it it it's not time to strengthen it great because you just had a baby thank
1: you for the clarification yeah
0: so now is not the time to be you know in postpartum yoga doing squats no. and strengthening it great now is the time to be relaxing horizontally. Not working against gravity, right? Because you just carried around this tiny person or not so tiny person and a placenta and amniotic fluid and a a bigger than typical, you know, for the rest of your life, uterus. Mm -hmm. And then you push the baby out with a nice, relaxed pelvic floor.
1: And then you expect your pelvic floor to go back to where it belongs. It's not elastic. I mean, it is elastic, but imagine like. It's not held together by
0: bungee cords. There we go. Yeah. yeah, so it needs to not fight gravity. Right. And even if I was working with bungee cords, I'd still not make it fight gravity, right? I mean, right. things are better when they don't fight gravity, yeah. typically, if you need them to go up. So this is sense. why
1: we are encouraging that um, you are resting mostly for at, at least the first 10 days. Yes. And then um, we're not Take talking about six, you know, the first couple of weeks is what we're talking about at six weeks. It makes sense that you start doing some movement in your body to help strengthen that pelvic floor, abdominal muscles, et cetera, in different ways. But After you got the sign off. Act, yes, absolutely. So we're not saying you're never walking to that um, back of the Target aisle. That's <laughs> true. We're talking more about that first 10 days to two weeks, depending on what your healing's looking yeah. like. Yeah. And we're not even saying that you need to lay in bed for two weeks. Right. But maybe for the first week. week. You know, in bad. And, and and this is for both of folks who've had vaginal and cesareans. Right. Getting up a little bit, but really, you're not cooking dinner. You're
0: not walking to the mailbox. You're not going up and down your stairs. You're oh my not goodness. doing the
1: laundry. Think about your stitches going up and down the stairs. Eek. So my, my favorite line is, tissue in close proximity is more likely to heal quickly. Meaning, if you got an abrasion on your knee, if you're doing lots of running, how is that poor little uh, tissue on your knee supposed to heal when it's constantly being asked to move back and forth, back and forth? So keep your legs together. Mm, I love it. No, No crisscross applesauce sitting. No. No, 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 no. Okay, moving. Okay, number three.
0: My labia is so swollen. Oh, yeah. Which is a nice transition. Again, not – I mean, if you're upright, you're just putting more pressure on it. It's going to become right. more swollen. Pad sickles. If no one has told you to made, make pad sickles, make pad sickles. Make them, make them. Um, I would tell you that we would, like, for five ninety nine sell you our secret recipe to the most amazing pad sickles. But I'll tell you right now. They're Ain't just mine. pads – and water. Did you just say A one? I said ain't one. Oh. <laughs> I was like, don't put A one on your pads. No, that would be bad. That'd be disgusting. I do love A one, but no.
1: Not a... Oh <laughs> gross. Okay, moving right along. Yeah,
0: so Pinterest has a ton of recipes, but um, really pad are fantastic. Just Google or Pinterest pad but water is fine.
1: So I've had some folks say hey I'm thinking about taking a mirror and looking down Whoa. there. Whoa! And I um, did my my good job of reflective listening and said so can you tell me more about why that would be helpful for you? <laughs> and the person was like. I love like, that
0: your personality does reflective <laughs> listening and my personality is like don't do it. I know.
1: And then I added in the don't do it. So um, what I was trying to help her understand was yes you had some suturing you had some stitches but um, same same um just two different words but mo that healing for this particular person is more internal even if she took a mirror to kind of look there she's not really going to see anything but probably a swollen area right because a baby just did went through that area and there was stitches so anytime we have um i was going to say trauma but that is a really deep word but um when we've had um a, stress put on a part of our body there's going to be some swelling right and so you can imagine your labia is swollen during this time so um, there's by looking at it you know we're talking like a week or two postpartum I'm not sure what you're going to want to see here except for maybe feel a little uh, disheartened by the changes that have potentially happened there and the swelling
0: and it's not going to look like that forever. No. So I would hate for you to see something no. that didn't look like you would see some swelling. and Right. Um, you know, just whatever you see. Yeah. And then realize that it's going to look normal again. Yeah, totally. Okay. How about my belly is still big, except that it feels like jelly now. Mm, true. Some True people that. get really disappointed about that. And yep. I got to say, I felt a little like, oh, I
1: still look very, very pregnant. And jiggly. I remember the jiggliness going, whoa, this is really weird. Like it, oh, there's just yeah. this extra here. Um, yeah. And that's normal. Yep. And we might expect that. I think I um, even those who um, don't have uh, – very much excess body weight, meaning their body didn't seem to change very much um, as their baby, as they grew a baby. Yeah. Um, those folks have excess skin and um, and some um, insulation, particularly in their in their belly. Right, um, nothing we need to do about that. Just know that it's going to be there. Some folks really like the feeling of um, like tightness against that belly and other people are like no no I don't want anything kind of touching my belly so some folks just like they might like yoga pants that are really loose I like my yoga pants high and tight I'm (laughs) with you um so know that you might be in either camp with that so expect to have that that kind of jiggliness in the belly and um everybody's got it
0: yep embrace it it. stay forever Mm -mm. I got to tell you, this next one is my very favorite and mostly just to say, not to do. Uh-oh, what is it? Pooping is super shitty.
1: Oh, People are like, I need a poop doula. A poop doula. I've I've had some conversations with folks where I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna walk you through this. It's You're super gonna be shitty. okay. Yeah, it's super shitty. So, um, why? <sighs> well, the last time that you exerted um some energy in that area, a you baby's pushed. head came out of you, right? Or as I like to say, the last time you pushed, an entire human being came out. True. So um, mind over matter here, you're going to be okay. Little tips around that. Um, little Miralax. little, uh, what do you call it, stool softeners? Mm-hmm. might be something mm-hmm. that your provider has suggested to you. Hydration. Hydration. Fiber. Vegetables. Um, I don't know too many postpartum um, women like, oh, I had a baby yesterday. Please give me a big old salad. No. Um, but maybe choose not to do the banana and do the apple sort of thing. A little more fiber in that apple than in that potassium is great. But, whoa, apple uh, bananas tend to stock you up a little bit. So looking for ways to like kind of incorporate more fiber. Um, That's helpful. Stool softeners. And then um, another inside tip here would be a washcloth or even some um, toilet paper that's crumpled up in your hand. Mm, I like a warm washcloth. Oh, there we go. If you've had that forethought, if you haven't had the forethought when you sat on the toilet and suddenly needed to uh, have more than just some urine come out, grab some toilet paper and press against your... um, Your labia. Like hold it (laughs) close.
0: Your front area. (laughs) Um, Your front area. Your front butt. Your front bum. Um, Um, So hold your labia closed with that warm washcloth, and it'll help you to not feel like your vagina is falling out. That you're... uh, Or you're going to
1: bust. Meaning some of those stitches are going to come undone. that can be a little scary. highly, highly unlikely. Like super unlikely, you guys.
0: Yep. I won't say
1: never happens, but highly unlikely right and don't strain too much yeah don't yeah
0: just that's where the fibers and the waters and the waters all the good things yep all right my
1: hair is falling out and not because you're pulling it (laughs) (laughs) i'm not pulling my hair out so you take a shower, you wash your hair, and, like, half your head, it feels like, is in your hands. Now, some of you have
0: loads of hair like Jen and I. Oh, lordy, And it means that hair. you have to call a plumber after yeah. you take a shower, but you don't notice it yep. on your head. But some people don't have a ton of hair or have thinner hair. Uh-huh. And they do notice it and even have some spots that tend to miss a little hair. Yeah. We got some uh,
1: postpartum hormone shifting in our bodies, and um, often the hormones involved with growing a baby um, also give us a fuller head of hair. Yep. And so now we're losing some of that hair. So really normal, I would say for me, it went on longer than just a few weeks. Oh, yeah. That was a good long while. A
0: few months. Yep. Yep. Totally normal. Get some cute hats if you need down the road. Yeah. And I've
1: actually heard I, we've yeah I know that for a fact. Some well, people do yeah, feel like and they're losing. For me, that much.
0: it was also because I couldn't always guarantee I was going to get to wash my hair when I needed. True. Down the road, so yeah. that was kind of nice.
1: All right. Oh. What number are we on there, Elise? Number seven. Seven. I'm
0: peeing so much and I'm sweating. Woo! Lots of fluid coming out of you. Where does this fluid come from?
1: Ooh. A lot of water retention, generally, in the last bit of pregnancy. Yeah. Um, Those cankles and all. Oh, Um, cankles. (laughs) A lot of fluid, a lot of excess interstitial fluid, meaning in your interstitial spaces, (laughs) in your body. I just like saying that. Am I saying the word right? (laughs) I can see it written, but I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it. (laughs) It's
0: okay. In
1: between your cells and your body and stuff.
0: All the extra pregnancy fluids got to leave your body, and some of it comes out in the form of night sweats. And night sweats are kind of like morning sickness. We (laughs) assign it a time of day, and it doesn't really stick to that time of day.
1: Oh, Oh. good. I never thought of that, Elise. Good job. Yeah.
0: I kind of like the peeing thing, because I like to tell people how they're going to pee a lot after they have a baby, and... When they're very, very pregnant, they kind of brace themselves like, oh, shit, I'm going to pee more? How could I possibly pee more than I do right now? And then I tell them,
1: "No, right? you're
0: going to pee a lot. I mean, At maybe one time. not more than when you're pregnant. Okay. But you're going to pee. And you're going to pee so much. And then you're going to stand up from the toilet and you're not going to feel like you have to pee again. Woo-hoo! It's going to feel so amazing that you're going to feel like you need to send a postcard to a friend. Ooh. I know. That good, right? I
1: peed. I peed. And it was great. A
0: lot. And then my bladder, it fell empty because nobody was banging their head against it. Yep. Magical. Beautiful. Yep. And then it refilled again more frequently than, uh, you know, like, maybe my bladder would fill up, although I'm just living on coffee, so there's that. But
1: Well, and we hope you're peeing a lot postpartum because that means that you're drinking yeah, a good amount of fluid, too. And you're getting rid of, rid of the extra fluid in your body. Absolutely.
0: So you're peeing a lot, but you're also peeing a lot when you do pee. Yeah. So Volume. it's not like running to the bathroom like you did when you were pregnant and then having four little drops come out and then standing up and feeling like you need to pee again.
1: Volume. Not frequency. Ooh. Ooh. I know. Like it's, doesn't it
0: kind of make you feel excited to be there? I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was... I remember being thrilled. Number eight. Number eight. I'm not happy every moment.
1: Oh.
0: So we were just talking to somebody about this.
1: Hmm. Going serious.
0: The Hallmark Channel... Well, I probably shouldn't actually just call out the Hallmark Channel because I'll be quite honest. I don't watch Hallmark movies, really. Only at Christmas. Only at Christmas. Yeah. But TV often makes birth... Well, they make birth seem insane. Yeah. But then they make postpartum, when you meet your baby, feel like this moment where... All the things in life make sense. Johnson
1: & Johnson's commercial. Oh, God! Right? Oh, I can smell the lotion, and I can feel the feels in those moments oh. of, like, bliss.
0: Every diaper commercial, although I'm oh. digging the Pampers these yes. days, their commercials are great.
1: They're great. But a lot of the But that's a moment. Right. They have done an amazing job capturing a moment. Right. And those moments exist. They really, really do. Yeah. And then there's other moments that don't look like that in the faintest. It's kind of
0: like our birth porn episode. Check it out if you haven't. It's like you can get a snapshot of a moment in time with your baby, but it doesn't mean that's always the deal. No. And sometimes that moment when you meet your baby isn't bliss. And sometimes... When you're a week postpartum or even a month postpartum, it's not bliss. Mm-mm. And you might not even love your baby right away. And you might. And then you might think, oh, what did I get myself into? Mm-hmm. Or I might love my baby, but I don't like how much my life has changed. Mm-hmm. Or I resent how exhausted I am. Or all of these other emotions and you might go back and forth and feel so many different things and it's all okay and then there's a time when you start to feel more not okay and then that's that means we need to call in more support
1: yeah um I'm thinking of um, maybe for some folks where they've not had much anxiety during pregnancy, and now they have this tiny human being that they're like, I love you so much, and they feel so anxious about this baby. Yeah. Or I'm thinking about some folks who um, are feeling detached, and um, let's use the word depressed. Yeah. And um, a myriad of We want to normalize those feelings and we want to highlight um, the seriousness of um, bringing in others into those feelings. Let's not live in darkness. Um, And yet we do know that feelings come and feelings go. And that's a phrase that I find really, really comforting in my own life is that I know that if I'm having a really big feeling that I can trust that feelings come and feelings go. And no feeling is permanent so I think that's a helpful thing for us to remember when we've got the baby that's crying and we're trying to nurse and our nipples are sore or, I don't know, paint whatever picture when things are going tough is that this too will pass. There will be another feeling that comes um, and that we can we can count on, right? Yeah. Um, so that. not every moment of this is going to be bliss. And that doesn't mean you love your baby, less that means that you're human yeah Mm. all right number nine i am starving and thirsty Ooh. so many people wake up two in the morning they're like nope baby doesn't nurse but i need to eat yes um i had two close friends who would always talk about cheerios at three in the morning Because they're like, yeah, no, baby wasn't up, but I was. I woke up, turned over, and was like, I can't go back to sleep. I'm starving. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah. It takes a lot of calories to feed a baby, you know, especially on the outside because you're still providing all of the nutrients for a baby just like you were on the inside. Yep. I think it's easy to forget that. Totally. We also see people who don't feel hungry at all. They only feel thirsty. True. And then, you know, it's smoothie time. Sneak all those nutrients into your smoothie. So there's some pretty nutrient-dense smoothies, protein pack.
1: So let's also talk about um, food um, being a helpful stabilizer of mood as well. Oh, yeah. You do not
0: want to see me when I'm hangry.
1: uh Uh-uh. How do you feel when you haven't had enough food? Typically irrational. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Check. (laughs) Inability to think straight. (laughs) Check. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Headache.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: Um, that's you. That's me. I go straight from, um, oh, I feel a little hungry to I have a raging headache, but my belly isn't telling me it's time to eat. Um, So it's really important both for mood and for regulation of our body systems to be eating. Um, I think we often forget that we eat not just for our physical but also for our mental brain. You can't mm. think. Your brain is in a fog if you don't have proper nutrition. Yep. Um, so that's maybe also a reason why you're up at 3 o'clock in the morning is to get a little more of those calories in. Also, just like in pregnancy, think about um, some protein-dense foods. So the nuts, the things like that, that um, are going to give you sustained energy. Um, I may have done this myself last night where I hadn't really eaten dinner quite yet. went to the Target trip that that took a little bit longer than anticipated. <laughs> and then there was the, the chips on the way out the door. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just grab some of those, eat a few. I'm like, oh, yeah. I ate a lot of those because I started eating them, going, I don't even like the taste of these, but I'm hungry. <laughs> 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 um, not satisfying. Uh, a little protein would have been better for me. But um, just remember, that's a blood sugar levels want protein, not, not things that um, are less satisfying. Yes. Whatever. Number 10, doop, doop,
0: doop. my breasts are gigantic overnight.
1: Wow, Elise, really? <laughs> <laughs> are you shocked? Really? Just overnight? Your overnight. Giant breasts. Okay, what we're referring to here after I was being sarcastic with Elise <laughs> is that... Um, Often when your milk is coming in, or um, let's say your baby's sleeping a little bit longer than he or she has been in the past, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got Betty Boop boobs. Yeah, That's what we called
0: it in my house.
1: Oh yeah. Nice and round and uh, full feeling, huh? Oh yes. Yeah. So um, usually at the very beginning, we're talking between day three and five, that's because your milk is starting to come in and it's filling up those breasts. Um, or like I said, it could be that baby has slept a little bit longer and your body's used to making... this volume of milk and having it drained and now it has continued to make that except for the baby has slept through um that signal in your body um so know that often folks feel a feeling of fullness and to preface that as well some folks don't get what we're talking about, and yet also have plenty of milk production to feed their baby. Absolutely. So it can go either way, right? Oh,
0: variations of normal.
1: Right? Yes. I know.
0: Yeah. I know. So many variations of normal. That's the crazy thing about this is like there are so many different types of normal and you can fall anywhere on this great spectrum of early postpartum days and... That's why we want you to know this is all really typical, and somebody might not have told you about it. Yep. And so when these weird, crazy things are happening to you, know that
1: you're just fine. One other thing that I'm thinking of with the um, breasts is uh, leaking. Oh, geez. Leaking yes. milk. So that can happen. I just had to touch my breasts when I was even talking about it. I was Every like, time Jen talks about her breasts, the leaking she Always milk, has to touch her. The own. leaking milk. Um, so you wake up in um, the middle of the night and you're like, "Woo, puddle here. What's going on? Oh, look, looks like I leaked a little bit in the night, and that's okay. That's oh, what those lovely this. little pads are for that you get to put in your bra. If you don't have leaking milk, that, that it's okay too. Don't yep. don't get yourself.
0: panicked. not panic. But tonight. When you go to bed, <laughs> crawl in. Jen yeah. laughs because she knows what I'm going to say because I say it to everyone. Crawl in and wrap your arms around your mattress. Give it a nice big squeeze. Because tonight, my friends out there all around the world, your mattress has peaked. This is good <laughs> as it gets for your <laughs> mattress. It is never going back. At least not after your baby is born. Because you are going to have night sweats. And you might, in the very early days, sneeze or laugh and just tinkle a little. (laughs) And your breasts might also tinkle a little. (laughs) I've never referred to breasts as tinkling.
1: Oh, no. But they might leak a little. Yeah.
0: And you might bleed just a smidgen. Just a smidge. Right through your pad. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: I mean, you're going to bleed, but it might bleed through that pad just a smidgen.
1: And then that baby.
0: Your baby's diaper. That
1: adorable baby. It's gonna poop. Little leakage. Up its back.
0: Oh, yeah. And that back is gonna be on your bed. And then that adorable little baby is gonna turn into a toddler um, or a kid and run vomit. into your room. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mommy, mommy, I don't feel. Yeah. All over your amazing mattress.
1: But there's hope out there, guys. There is. Do you know what that hope is, Elise? Mattress covers. There you go.
0: Amazing, amazing mattress covers. Get one
1: today. Call one eight hundred. What are (laughs) we an infomercial? I know that sounded
0: like one, but but you will not forget this glorious day when (laughs) you went to bed and you hugged your mattress tight and you remembered how wonderful it was and and it didn't have the faintest
1: smell of. Milk. Ew, Elise. Or anything. Come on, my mattress never smells.
0: That's just because you're used to the smell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you guys. So hopefully, um, around, uh, around around in, in here in here. these 10 tips that we've given you today or that, around them or around in, in around. around above or under that you might find something helpful to get you through this postpartum
0: if nothing else you'll go get a mattress cover
1: there you go <laughs> all right thanks for listening please follow us on social media pushing It podcast on instagram on facebook hey tell us what
0: you want to know about we'd love to know um, what you want to hear about? So, and we would love for you to tell your friends all about us. Share our podcast. Tell your friends, and uh, thanks for listening.
1: Bye.